Welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast for Monday, February 3rd, following the Super Bowl Sunday. First of all, guys, we have Rod Walker on today's show and John DeShazer, so my two favorite human beings to see. I'm just kissing but because that's what I do, and JD knows me well, so... Um, Guys, when I was watching the game, kiss up is what it is. <laughs> guys, when I was watching the game, I just couldn't help but think, man, I'm really glad we're not boycotting this year's Super Bowl because, of course, we would be happy to happier to see the Saints in the Super Bowl. But it was a pretty good game yesterday between two pretty good teams. So first things first, let me get y'all's thoughts on who you had winning the Super Bowl ahead of time. Well, you think I'm gonna? You think I'm gonna, if even if I had. The, if, even if wait 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 now, why would you say that even if I had the losing team would I tell it now but you no, should no 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 I was, no I was pulling for KC because of Tyron Matthew mm. literally that was the only reason because I didn't have any other reason to be interested in any team one way or the other but Tyron Matthew New Orleans kid went to LSU for a brief period so that's the only reason I was pulling for KC and Rod what about you I wouldn't be able to lie because mine was actually in print I mean we had it written out there so I had um. Kansas City winning 28-24, which was, you know. Oh, that was pretty, pretty close. close. Yeah, yeah and, that was uh, pretty close. But, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, there in that second half, I really thought that, I thought maybe San Francisco was going to be able to pull it off. I mean, they were up by 10. I just thought that maybe Kansas City was, just didn't have it that day, and they came back, so. Yeah, when I was watching the game, I kind of looked around and I told everyone I was pulling for the Chiefs, and then I kind of looked around. And I was like, wait, 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 maybe I'm going for the Niners now. <laughs> kind of switched see, it up. See, that's the kind of thing right there. <laughs> right there. I had to switch it up <laughs> a little bit. But what did you think? Uh, the storyline going into today's, you know, ESPN. Everyone's talking about the Niners getting away from what they know in the run game. You guys both saw the Niners when they came to the Superdome. What did you guys think of how they executed yesterday? Well, I thought that was absolutely the case. I mean, and especially with the lead, I think, I think, and I don't know, obviously, but it seemed like they were trying to make sure that Jimmy Garoppolo had a big hand in, in the win instead of just making sure they won. And I think, you know, hey, if, if I, I don't care who my quarterback is, if I could take a knee the whole second half to win the game, I'd take a knee or I'd run the fullback dive or whatever it is. I don't care how it looks. My interest is in winning the game. So I thought, you know, maybe they got a little bit away from it. And, I, you know, again, I couldn't speak to, at, to why, but I know there was a lot of criticism for Garoppolo having not thrown the ball a lot in the previous couple of playoff games. So maybe maybe that had something to do with it. Yeah, and I think you're just looking back at that game, and obviously there's going to be some criticism with Shanahan, obviously not mm -hmm. holding on to a lead again, which people in – New Orleans are probably all familiar with, you know, considering he was with um, the Falcons when they didn't hold on to the lead. But I think when you have a quarterback like Mahomes, I mean, I don't – you got to try to keep the ball out of his hands. and Because, right. I mean, he wasn't playing well, but he eventually got it going there in that fourth quarter, and, and that was enough. So, yeah, I mean, I think you definitely increase your chances of winning by running the ball and keeping it out of his hands. Yeah, he looked – you know what he looked like? He looked like when he hit the big pass, it looked like a dude who was struggling who finally makes a three. And then all of a sudden, you know, you can't turn it off. And that's yeah. what it looked like. He got the big pass, and it was like, oh, okay, we, we can do this. Yeah, I heard that this morning, and I, I agreed completely. Once you see the ball going in, it's like, okay, now now we can go. Now we got some offensive rhythm going. But uh, as soon as they flashed up that graphic in the game yesterday that the Chiefs were down 10 in the AFC Championship game, which I kind of forgot about, I was like, this is anybody's ball game. Because going into the game, you saw how much offensive firepower the Chiefs had. So – I have to ask, J.D., you brought up 
the uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, and it seemed like they were trying to kind of force his hand a little bit. Why was that, do you think? Well, again, you know, you, you pay the guy a lot of money, and <laughs> you gotten a lot of criticism, even though they won the, the, the last the, the playoff games, but he didn't throw it a lot. So I guess it wasn't as pretty as critics wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. And so I guess – I mean, and again, this is all speculation. This is all guesswork by me. But it was almost like, hey, we got this big, this big money quarterback, and we want to make him look good on the big stage, as opposed to saying, you know what, I don't care if he throws it three times if we win the game. And to me, that's the, when you get to the playoffs. Forget that. When you get in any game, the objective is to win the game. Right. Thanks, Herm Edwards. That, that, that's all you're interested in, just winning the game. I don't care how you do it. You know, we we hear it a lot from Saints fans. Well, they won, but. No, 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 they won. Yeah. And that's all you're interested in because, you know, when you get to the point where you lose, it ain't, you know, they lost. But, you know what, you'd, you'd have taken that win the other way if you could have gotten it. Yeah, and if you're a 49ers fan, you don't, yeah, you don't care how you get it. You just want to get the win. And, um, yeah, I don't think they would have cared, like you just said, yeah. if they didn't throw the ball at all. I mean, they just want to win and get a championship, and it didn't happen. And But – we say all that, but San Francisco was, is a really good team, and this is a team that's not going away. I mean, next year I wouldn't be surprised if they're right back in the hunt. And um, So that's going to be you know, it's a really dangerous team that you're looking at there in the NFC. Maybe it was because we didn't see the Chiefs, and so I didn't see firsthand the caliber of talent they had. But going into the game, I was kind of thinking about the Niners, and everyone was talking about their defense. But I couldn't help but think how many the game between the, the Saints and the 49ers when they came here, and that was a high-scoring game. And I couldn't help but think that going into the game. How do you think, obviously, the 49ers defense didn't hold up too well because they lost the game, but how do you think the 49ers defense held up against the Chiefs offense? Well, I mean, you, you held them to – 31 points, right. which is, you know, that's – and one of those touchdowns is, you know, fairly late in the game. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you you think you have a chance. I mean, I think if you can, if you can hold them to that many points, then uh, they just weren't able to, to get it done there late. I mean, it kind of fizzled out, you know, once they got to the stretch of the game. Well, if I'm the, if I'm the, the Niners defense and you got them at 10 points in the fourth quarter, you've done your job. Yeah. Right. Now, are you going to be able to hold them out forever? Probably not. That's a really good team. So the offense, to me, didn't give them enough when the opportunity was there to give it to them because that's a hard team to be holding the 10 points. Right. And they got two interceptions off the dude, and one of them was late in that game. So, we, you know, if you get that second interception, you're, you're, you're the Niners. You're probably celebrating. You're like, you know, we got this right now. All we need is a little something from the offense, and we good. And the offense, I think, went three and out, gave it right back to them, and that's when they came back and got the big play and got the touchdown. So – you know, defensively, if I'm the Niners, I feel like, you know what, I pretty much did what we were supposed to do, and, and the offense didn't give us everything that they should have. And saying that, I do think the best team won this year. I mean, I think, yeah. I think the Chiefs yeah. were the best team this season, and I think it, it showed in, in the end, and uh, that's sort of what you want to see in the, in the playoffs, I guess. What is the potential for this Chiefs offense? Because you have a guy like Patrick Mahomes last year, the MVP, this year, Super Bowl MVP, Super Bowl champion. What is their potential? Because it seems like it's pretty limitless at this point. Yeah, it's pretty scary. I mean, and, and we saw Mahomes have a, a really bad three quarters yesterday, and he was still able to win. I just think this team coming back and just how young he is, and he's going to get better. I think he's a guy that, you know, we might be seeing another guy who can get as many Super Bowls as Tom Brady has. I mean, I, that's how good I think he is. And his, his arm strength and just his ability to make plays is just something that we haven't seen in a while. Yeah, I think the only caveat is can you pay everybody? Because yeah. once you start winning, folks got to get paid. And, and Mahomes, look, Mahomes is going to write a check that's going to bounce the bank. I mean, he he's going to get paid. Yeah. And so now can you keep him and Kelsey 
and can you keep uh, Tyreek Hill and the running back probably, you know, he's probably inexpensive right now, but there's going to be some expensive part. I think um, Sammy Watkins is worth like 14 next year if he stays on the roster. So, you know, now you got to now you got to worry about paying everybody. And they don't have to pay Mahomes right now, but you probably better pay him now because the price is only going to go up. <laughs> so if you got the money and the space to do it, you probably want to get that one out of the way and be done with it. Because if you wait till next year or if you try to, you know, gamble on an uncapped year and, you know, you might be able to just really do everything you want to if the CBA runs out and they don't get something done, then that might not work out well for you. So I think they just ought to get him this year and be done with it. But, you know, that will be interesting to see if they can pay everybody. I know this is a way, way too early prediction because we don't know what people are going to do in the draft and free agency and things like that. But the Saints are facing both of these teams next year. What do you think right now as a way too early prediction going into those games? Well, they, look, they're going to find out a whole lot about themselves. I mean, it's tough to, in the NFL to keep winning because your schedule is going to stay hard and, mm -hmm. you know, you're going to keep seeing people like Kansas City and people like San Francisco. But, I mean, the Saints have handled it well the last three years. Now, can they handle it again this fourth year? Because, you know, you say, okay, the Saints are right in a nice little window, you know, but, again, who are the Saints going to be able to keep and then you're talking about a San Francisco team that beat them here. And then you're talking about the champs uh, in Kansas City. So what kind of uh, – it's going to be a great atmosphere, both games, obviously. But it, it'll be a nice test. And, you know, the Saints will see how they measure up. Yeah, you look at that schedule. You have Minnesota Vikings also coming. You know, they come yeah. to town. The Saints play Green Bay next season. Um, they play the Raiders, who, you know, may or may not have Tom Brady. So, I mean, this schedule is <laughs> really looking up to be – I mean, looking to be sort of um, – one that if you're a season ticket holder, I mean, you'd have to jump on these tickets because you get a chance to see some really good teams and some really good players. I'm glad you mentioned Tom Brady because it is time we start talking about the advertisements of yesterday's game. J.D., I know you're traveling back from Pelican, so you didn't see all of them yesterday. And I was driving, like, right before the game, so I didn't see the NFL 100 commercial. I plan on seeing it today. But that Tom Brady commercial really got me going. I was like, dang, it was an ad because you had people breaking it down all week in Miami. They even had Cam Jordan come on one of their shows and say, hey, what does this mean? And it was just a Hulu advertisement. What were your thoughts on that? Yeah, cause, well, I'm one of those people who really don't pay that much attention right. to the Super Bowl commercials, but when that one came on, I sort of like sat up and like, mm -hmm. oh, this is it. He's Me about too. to, this is the announcement that's coming. And then I was like, oh, maybe it'd be cool if Drew Brees will do one of these too. That's what I was thinking. But uh, yeah, it was a good commercial and it really had a lot of people Worked up even from the, you know, when the picture first went out on social media last Black and white week. Yeah, was it was just. Uh, it, it got me. What about you, JD? See, I'm, see, now I might ramble on this, so have a little patience with me. So, because I'm one of these people who I'm contrary. I won't watch the Super Bowl commercials. I only got a chance to see the second half. So, in between watching plays, I was flipping to a Motown special <laughs> documentary on, on Showtime. I'm telling you now, this is fantastic stuff because you, I'm a Motown guy. And you see how Motown came to be, and you oh saw why some of those songs were written. It's crazy good. It's got Barry Gordy and Smokey Robinson, and I'm telling you, that was better than any commercial that I was like going to see yesterday. Like Smokey the Bear? Smokey Robinson. Robinson. Smokey oh, Robinson. That's before your time. you got to be kidding me. Smokey and the Miracle. Like, I didn't know if she was joking. She, yeah. didn't, she got no idea, Rod. No you didn't see idea. it in her face. You know what? See, what that's, what, that's what happens when you put these babies on these podcasts. You, this, this is what you get. Hey, us babies brought podcasts to your generation. Okay? <laughs> and you see what happens. Y'all got no knowledge of nothing. So, but yeah, <laughs> so I was watching the Motown in between the plays. And in fact, I missed a couple of plays watching the Motown special because the thing was that good. So now I got to go back and see the whole thing 
uninterrupted because there were some fantastic well, parts in there that I just did not know about Motown. I had no idea. You know what, J.D.? Thank God for us babies. Now you can rewind and go back. You know what? See, Big Big Al and Jackie know what I'm talking about. That's their parents, folks. Big Al and Jackie. They know what I'm talking about, and they have an appreciation for it. And so Big Al and Jackie, if you're listening, just I'm telling you, it's worth seeing. You would appreciate it. I'm a professional. Stop bringing my parents into this. Rod, any other thoughts on the Super Bowl ads before we get into halftime? Were uh, there ones that stood out to you or ones that you – I really didn't like the ones this year. I didn't I think didn't that they were anything uh, special. I thought they were all relatively corny. Um, I said to a few people who I was standing with, it seems like everything is about a call to action nowadays, which I understand, but a lot of it was just too much. You know, A lot of it was just like, mm, I, n- nobody's really going to do that. Yeah, for me, I think if you don't get me with like the first one or two commercials, I sort of – tune out after mm-hmm. that and uh, there was the Google commercial I thought was pretty good yeah. um, there was one with Anthony Anderson and his mom calling him from all these different places uh, I Verizon, don't know what kind of I Verizon yeah. Service, yeah. yeah I thought that one was okay and MC Hammer just because it was MC Hammer with the, the Cheetos commercial but I might remember that one, but none, none of them just jumped out at me. I actually don't think it was Verizon. I think it was Metro or T-Mobile or something. So obviously they didn't do their job right. in selling. We don't even was, remember. But, um, what about the halftime performance? What did you did you like the halftime performance, JD? Did you get to see it? I can tell you why Smokey wrote oh my, my girl. Gosh. But that's Come on, <laughs> Shakira and J Lo. It was neither of whom I'm a fan of. So what? I was not gonna look here. I I don't know if I watched a halftime performance since Prince put on that do rag and like wore it out. And Prince made it, you know, it actually rained while he was singing Purple Rain. Yes, so it's going to be, literally. It'll be hard to top. J-Lo and Shakira made it rain glitter and other things. Yeah, they did. They ain't no Prince. And I did like J-Lo's performance. And I mean, I liked her when she was on In Living Color, which I'm sure you have no exactly. idea. I do. About. I do. I know what that is. Okay. So. That's what? the one with uh, Queen Latifah, right? No. Oh. No, nope, I don't that know. That would be living single. That's living single, yeah. See, they both have the word living in it. But you know what? It's Wait, all in the family. I is guess. living color the one with the girl with the annoying voice? Uh, who knows? Living color in living color had the Wayans, uh, Damon Wayans. No, a different world. Keenan Ivory Wayans. Uh, a different world. Different world. Yeah, yeah. Like we're gonna give this up because you're not gonna be. Able to, <laughs> yeah, right. just move it along. Well, I apologize. This is Jim. I, this is Jim Carrey before. Yeah. Yeah. Before the mask and all that. Yeah. I okay. I know what Jim Carrey did before the mask. Oh, obviously not, because you didn't know he was in Living Color. <laughs> he he was that. not in Living Single, I can tell you that one. <laughs> Just Google Fire Marshall right, well, Bill. Now that we've gotten this roast session over of the Millennials, I really enjoyed the halftime performance. I'm sorry that you guys didn't or even No, I said I did. I did enjoy it. Did you like Shakira? Yeah, too, she was fine. I mean, I'm not... I mean, I don't really listen to their music like that, so. But I mean, I appreciated the show. I, I thought it was good. Well, they flashed the Puerto Rican flag, so my family group message was going off. So I appreciated it. Well, uh, I'm glad we got some football talking. Glad we got some advertisement talking. Glad we got some Motown talking, and maybe you can educate me my later, dude. JD. Oh, I know that song, Temptations. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. Look <laughs> at that. We're ending the podcast on a high note. Uh, we appreciate you guys for coming in and joining me on today's show, even though you roasted me most of the time. Um, and we will be back on Wednesday with another edition of the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by Seeky. Thanks for joining us.